Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, listeners, I want to welcome my very dear friend, Darren Nakakihara. You may know him from YouTube, from Instagram. Are you on TikTok, Darren? I am. On TikTok? I (laughs) can't believe I'm not following you on TikTok, but welcome. I know. I just realized, like, (laughs) oh, I'm a terrible friend. Welcome to the Brave New Teaching Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Well, we were just talking. She says... Uh, she's my really good friend. She doesn't even follow me on TikTok. Right? I know. Like what kind of a what? <laughs> seriously, I need to really take a long look at my priorities in life right now. <laughs> it's because we are good friends and we don't we just text each other. We yeah, we're not. like actual real life friends. Yeah, like exactly. yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, I dabble in TikTok and I realized <laughs> I don't follow half of the people I know on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Darren is here today to talk to us about 
just making career changes as an educator, making career changes in general, like how you know when it's time and what you want to do and kind of how to like navigate some of that. But before we get into that, my friend, I know a lot of your story, but will you tell us like your teaching kind of uh, what is your background? What is your origin story? Of course. (laughs) So I always begin my story by saying I am not a career educator. I did not come out of college, go straight into education. I, although I did come full circle when I got out of high school and I, I went to San Diego state, my very first major was education. So I had planned to become a teacher, but then after my first semester, I went home for Christmas and my dad said this to me, he said, do you know how much teachers make? (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, uh. I went back and changed my major. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you and I have very similar stories in that I also went to San Diego State with the intentions of becoming an educator and changed. (laughs) Not because my parents were like, do you know how much money you're going to make? It was more that I was like, oh, shiny object. Here, 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 here. And and then I got sucked back in because (laughs) this is what we do. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Okay. So then I spent a career... 20 years in outside sales. So I was a salesperson. And then uh, I went into real estate. And in 2008, in case any of you young folks out there don't (laughs) know what happened, the world imploded. Uh And you couldn't make any money in 2008, because there was a full on recession. So I, I had this brilliant idea. (laughs) I'm like, I'll just go substitute for a little bit. And then, you know, just to supplement my income till I find a real job. Quote unquote. And yes, I subbed one day and I'm like, this is it. I've been missing out for all these years. I, I, I don't know what I was doing. So I came home. I told Mrs. N, I'm like, Hey, I figured it out. I know what I'm going to do. And she was like, have you now? (laughs) No, wait, Marie, listen to this. I said, I'm going to go become a teacher. And she's like, she's like, okay. You know, and I said, and by the way, I can't work while I'm in the credential. By the way, we're gonna we're gonna shell out a bunch of money, and I'm gonna be free labor. I saw this. Speaking of TikTok, I saw this thing on TikTok. It was like, what is the biggest scam that? Like, have you seen the like the stitches with this? That's like, what's the biggest scam that you know that's been totally normalized? And this stitch comes in student teaching. Such a scam. a scam. We work for free. Uh-huh. We pay to work. I know. Yeah, totally. You know what the second is? Uh. Speaking at a conference. No, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do that in a week or two. <laughs> Organizers are going to make thousands of dollars, but you get to come for free and speak. You get to come. Yes. And pay your way to get there. Yeah. Pay your way to get there. <laughs> I mean, we love it. It's it's great. It's it's educational for everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. So, so that. Then, oh, sorry. Yes. You keep going. I'm gonna pepper you with questions. In a right, right. So then I became. Uh, okay. So this kind of plays into your your podcast today. You had to decide. Like, what did I want to do? Did I want to be a single subject, or did I want to uh, be a multiple subject? At the right. time, my kids. I have three daughters. They were all in elementary school, and I'm like, oh, I would love to teach. You know their grade. Well, at that point, that's what you know, right? You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I have to tell you, like in the back of my head, I'm like, 
I looked at elective teachers and I'm like, how did those guys get that job? Right. That looks <laughs> like, it, yeah. it's not, it's not a single subject and it's not a multiple. How did, like, where, how do you get that job? So that was like always in the back of my head. I became a multiple subject teacher. I wanted to teach second grade. Second grade was like my jam. I became a fourth grade teacher because you're a guy. And when you get hired at an elementary school, they automatically put you in upper in the upper grades, four, in five, the upper six. Grades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I taught fourth and fifth grade for a long time. And then, but I always knew like this, this was not where I should be. So, you, so I have a question. Your mm-hmm. subbing day, what grade level was that? Sixth. Oh, and, okay. And, oh, in the district God. that I'm in, That's it, what gave it's you middle the bug. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was great because you know what? I, it was never the content for me, Marie. It was yeah. always the relationship with the kids. We are so yeah. different. Yeah. I, the like two years that I spent in elementary, I was like transitional kindergarten, kindergarten one, two, a little into three. By four and five, I was like, I'm out. Deuces. I'm out. <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight. But by now, <laughs> nine is pushing it. 10, 11, 12 is my b- bread and butter. It's just, but you just, when you know, you know. Right. So like you knew that that was never quite right for you. I did. I did. It was right. Like not entirely the put, like you weren't totally puzzle piece in just yet. Yeah. I I knew that I wanted to teach. Like I have a serious passion for teaching. And on a side note, you hear about all these teachers leaving the profession. When you are passionate about teaching, you will teach through a pandemic and you will still love what you do. I love teaching. We, a few weeks ago, we had an episode. uh, Well, by the time this one comes out, it was a couple of months ago. We had an Mm -hmm. episode where we talked about teacher quit talk. Like Mm -hmm. I went down a deep rabbit hole one day on the TikTok. Um, Apparently, this is going to be a TikTok episode. Um, (laughs) Hashtag teacher quit talk. And it was the most toxic thing. Because there's mm-hmm. a there is a very fine line between being transparent and open and saying I love what I do this is my passion but it's killing me right now and knowing that mm-hmm. your situation isn't right versus the pile on and that's unfortunately it's very easy to pile on and get into the negative spiral right and that's what I think sure. a lot of our community of educators are it's brewing around us. Mm-hmm. And so like that passion that you're talking about absolutely shines through in everything you do. Like I, that's why I love talking to you about teaching. I mean, I love talking <laughs> to you anyways, but like talking to you about education is because it's, I like game recognizes game. Like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel the same For way. Sure, yeah. And at the same time, if you're not feeling the situation, then you need to change gears. Yeah. And that's what right. we're going to get into in a little bit, but yeah, keep going. Okay. So you were yeah, not yeah. So- feeling it and then you decided to do what? Okay, so I finally get a job teaching fourth grade, and then I get moved to fifth grade, and then I get, uh, then I take on a TOSA job, and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> it's that keeps you in education, but takes you out of the classroom, right? And you're like, wait yeah. a minute. Oh my yeah. God, that was, that was the worst job ever. I get it. And then I go, and I open a new school, and it's just it's such a bad fit for me teaching yep. fourth grade again, and it was not, not a good. So it took me quite a while, but I knew that I needed to change. But I still wanted to be a teacher. I just, I knew I was not, I was just a square peg in a round hole. I totally. was in the wrong spot. And finally, I think my principal was just trying to 
get me out of the way. So he moves, I was teaching in a K-8. He moved me up to middle school and I'm like, I love these kids. All of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, (laughs) wait a second. And I wasn't, I was, I didn't have my single subject. He had me teach uh, these two tech classes. And then he says, I have another elective. You can teach whatever you want. So I'm like, whatever I want. (laughs) How did the credentialing work? So we're both in California. We're both in Southern California. Mm -hmm. But for those of you like who don't really know. So when he's talking about multiple, I think multiple subjects, single subject is the same everywhere. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. 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 Okay. So multiple subjects, elementary school, you teach all the subjects, right? Right. K through six mm -hmm. versus seven through 12. You have to have a single subject credential, which is what I have in English language arts. But how did that work? Well, okay, so my credential is K through eight. Uh-huh. And because I was teaching in a K eight, there was a little wiggle room with who oh, taught oh, it. Okay. Okay. That okay. makes sense then. Okay. So then when but I was teaching elective, so that was out of my multiple subject area. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh I'm like should I get a CTE credential? So this remember I said at the beginning, yeah. I'm like, yeah. how did those guys get that job? This is how they get that job. There's a credential. It's called CTE, Career and Technical Education. Yep, got and one you of those. Specialize, <laughs> you, you can specialize in different areas. So I had been a photographer for 30 years. And so I had this expertise in photography. And it, it only took one class. I got my CTE credential. And I was good to go. But, however, so my principal who was trying to push me off to the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, I got a CTE credential now. I can go anywhere. I could actually teach high school if I wanted to. Well, you know? I, you're very, yeah. very highly sought after because it's one yeah. of those things. The CTE credential is one of those things that kind of depending where you're at in your career, it's looking at trying to help career professionals like yourself, right? Like 30 years in photography, then come and teach without having to go through all the rigmarole that like I had to go through as an English language arts teacher because you already had the career field yeah, yeah. experience. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, the way that things always work in education, it doesn't quite work the way that it like logically should, but it sounds like it did for you. It did. It did. What a what a journey. <laughs> yeah. I talked to you about when this job opened up. I'm like, Marie, like what are they going to ask me in this interview? <laughs> well, and you were like, do I do it? And I was like, hell yes. Darren, since I met you, I was always like, really? You teach elementary, huh? Like it was just one of those things where I was like, but you seem like a secondary teacher. Mm-hmm. You've always to me seemed like a secondary teacher. And some people just seem, and there's, it's just where like Amanda and I on the podcast, we always call it like our zone of genius. I mean, we didn't make this up, but like lean in to like where your yeah. zone of genius is. Lean yeah. in to what sounds easy. Yeah. And I just was always like, really, Darren? You sure you don't want to mm-hmm. go with the big, big kids? Because I feel like they have a lot to gain from you. Yeah. I have never, ever connected with a student the way that I connected with the high schoolers last year. Sure. Never. Sure. It, it was magical. And even though it was super hard, we were teaching with masks on. I had never taught these classes before. And it it was still like, I loved every second of it. 
Well, and like what you were doing, you had all like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars of equipment that you were responsible for and had to look at. So that's a whole nother layer that I think a lot of like (laughs) a lot of other classroom teachers don't think about is like, oh, you get to like teach kids cool stuff. Like, yeah, he's teaching like specific career building Mm -hmm. skills that are different from the soft and hard skills of like ELA or math, but you're also teaching them responsibility with equipment and ultimately you're responsible for the equipment. Like there are layers Mm -hmm. to that. There is. And for those of you that don't know, I teach video production. So my whole YouTube thing came in super handy. Right. And then (laughs) (laughs) I teach yearbooks. So there's the photography angle. And then the kicker was they couldn't find somebody that could teach these three classes. The third class is a music production class. Oh, yes. I remember we were talking about this. (laughs) Yeah. When you were interviewing. Yes. Uh So the principal is like, okay, he pushes aside the papers. He goes, those were like the formal questions that I have to ask. Let me tell you exactly what this job really is. And then he lays out the third class and I'm like, I start laughing. I'm like, where are you going to find somebody that could teach these three classes? You'll never find somebody. And then I, I do, um, I produce music and I also do the sound for my church every Sunday. So I'm very familiar with all of this stuff. And, and it just worked. Yeah. I got the job. I mean, how beautiful (laughs) is that? So, and, and you're loving it and you're going to stay there. Like, do you see yourself? I want to retire from this this job. Okay. I got my TOSA thing. So like I have no aspirations of ever going to the DO. I never want to be an admin. I want to retire from this job at this school. Please excuse this brief interruption, brave new teachers. We want to tell you about a free email kind of challenge series that we have for you. And it is called the unit makeover. This is something that we started way back in the day because we saw how powerful it was for helping teachers get their vision boards made. So from vision boarding to essential questions to supplemental texts and building assessments, we have a free 10-day, two-week email series that you can sign up for right now. Absolutely. Head to the show notes or just anywhere at bravenewteaching.com and get yourself signed up for our unit makeover challenge. If you're anything like us, you are go, go, go all the time, especially when it is a busy season and you are in the classroom and you are going and teaching and doing all the things. And of course, that's also when you have all the brilliant ideas on all the ways that you want to fix up or revamp or update one of your units that you have that you are currently working on that you just did, right? You've got all those post-its going in your uh, paper calendar. You've got all the notes and comments in the side of your digital calendar. This is an opportunity during your busy season to take all of those notes and implement them right here, right now at your own pace. It's very, very doable and it is absolutely free. We will hold your hand through every step of the process. So as the emails come, you can do the tasks or... Print the PDF, throw it in a binder, and do it as you're ready. We are just here to be by your side to help put into place all of these dreams that you've got scattered all over your classroom. So head to the show notes right now, jump in, drop your email, and we'll send over that first email right away. Absolutely. We cannot wait to see the way that your unit makeovers go. So make sure that you post on social media and tag us at Brave New Teaching. And uh, let's get back into the show, shall we? Let's go. go. Were there days or years in Mm -hmm. your career where you thought to yourself, I might go get an admin credential? 
Of course. Oh, because okay. you you work it doesn't matter where you work. You you're going to work at different places and you will see somebody and be like, Psh, "I could do a way better job than that." I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, working in the restaurant business, I would look at like my managers and be like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Yeah, <laughs> like, how did you get that job? What? <laughs> I'm older than you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and then like taking on, so then you decided to become a TOSA, right? So like how, how far into your career were you when you became a TOSA? What was that position? And what about it made you realize this is not the, well, what made you want to take it? And then what made you realize ultimately this ain't it? Okay. So I just mentioned church. Right. And this is a, this is, I'm going to take a moment here, you guys. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) I, I had a vision that I was convinced came from God. <laughs> he I mean, said, still could have, right? <laughs> he, yeah, I'm sure. I still think it was. He told me that I was going to help a million students, a million kids. I was going to affect their lives. And I thought if I moved to the DO, that was going to really help more kids exponentially because I would help the 27 elementary schools in the district. Uh huh. So that was, I was convinced. So I went there and immediately regretted it. <laughs> what? So, okay. So that was kind of like your, your like motivation. Was this a position that was created for you or was this something that was advertised no. in your district? Like you yeah, sought yeah. it out? Yeah. Okay. So what was it? It was a, uh, it was a ed tech TOSA position. So yeah. I would oh, yeah. go around to. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, yeah. Darren's YouTube channel was ed tech by Darren. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before he changed it to his full name. So like, this all makes sense. Okay, sorry, keep going. Okay, yeah. So I would go around to all the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade classrooms in the district and help the teachers integrate technology into their curriculum. Okay, so it was a curriculum building, which yeah, sounds yeah. interesting. Like, that sounds it, fascinating. It is on, on paper. theory. I get yeah. it. Yes. So then what was the reality? Okay, so you guys, I have one thing that you have heard throughout this broadcast already is the connection that I have with the students. So if you're a teacher, that that is like a huge part of why you love teaching is connecting with the kids. And for most teachers, it is. Oh, yeah. you, you build these relationships with these children and it's unlike anything else. As soon as you take a TOSA position that is gone. You lose it immediately. And you like, there's something missing. It's because you don't have your kids anymore. You don't go to school. You don't go to your job every day and have your kids. And so there's no connection. You're going to visit all these classrooms that have kids in them, but they're not your kids. And so there's something missing right away. And I knew it. I knew it as soon, like it was immediate. As soon as I visited my first room, I'm like, whoa, this is weird. They're not like all gushing over Mr. N and, you know. Well, and you don't know them and know their stories and Mm -hmm. have that deeper connection. I know exactly what you're talking about because it's the exact same thing I went through when I went on special assignment. I was like, oh, I get to see more kids. And then I was like, for less time, oh, this sucks. (laughs) Like Uh immediate. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I had to get out of that one right away. And well, and that's something that like you just knew about yourself. Like I will see this through and get out right when I can. Yeah. And get back into the classroom because that's something that you needed for your soul. Right. Yeah. So 
When you stopped Tosa, you went back to fourth grade? I did. I okay. opened up a new school that was well, That's opening. what that was. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. like trying to keep the timeline straight yeah. in my noggin. So I've just always loved hearing stories from you in the first place. But then like <laughs> really in your heart of hearts, how did you know it was time for you to change? Like that you, I know that you said like the principal kind of kept like pushing you and pushing you. How did you know that you were going to take a leap into high school. I mean, it ended up becoming into secondary, but like, how did you know that that was going to be the timing that you needed to take a chance? Cause you had already taken a chance on becoming a Tosa and realized, no, that's not it. And then like pulled yourself back together. Cause some people would be like, that's it. Never mind. I'm going back to what I've always done. And that might feed their soul, but you still knew you were hungry for something else. It is extremely important to me that I am yoked, like equally yoked, balanced in my life. And I was in a school that I just didn't feel appreciated. It was not good for me. It was mm-hmm. it was tearing me apart. So I knew I had to leave that school and I tried many, many times to move to a different school in the district. And for some reason, it just never happened for me. But when I got moved to middle school, it just kind of sparked something in me. I knew that that was my opportunity to find something that would really fill my bucket. Cause that's super important to me as a teacher. I can't just go to a school and teach the curriculum. I got to connect with the kids. I need a community of teachers that I can bounce stuff off of and feel good about what I'm doing. That's, that's really important to me. Some people like they can just put their head down and, and do their job, but, for me, like it's a, a culture thing, a real, I, I need to be surrounded by that. I mean, so our I, listener community is pretty like-minded. Otherwise they wouldn't be around Brave New Teaching because this is what we talk <laughs> about. Like we just finished a whole like community building series mm-hmm. on like basically it's behavior management through building community and through collaborating, collabor- collaborating. That was really hard for me to get out. So like all the things that you're talking about are like, yes, snaps. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It resonates. Yeah. I think if you are really passionate about teaching, you're the kind of person that needs to be surrounded by teachers that, uh, that feel the same way. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Cause it it's, I've talked about it before on different platforms. Like it's a calling education in general is a calling, but especially classroom teaching and like, being a career teacher isn't for everybody, but for the people that it is for, it's a part of our identity, like like yeah. it or not. I'm all about yeah. work-life balance, absolutely. But part of my life is that like I work with kids. Yeah. And that's that's who make that's what yep. makes me who I am. Yeah. And I love it. I know. I freaking love it. <laughs> I love it. And like, you, you're right. That is the one common thread that all the people that I've surrounded myself with, like we love teaching. We yeah. love it every day. There are some days that I'm like, okay, we're just gonna, it's, this one's a wash. But then the next day I get to start over and I have those bonds and those lasting Mm -hmm. relationships with the kids that cross the threshold into my classroom. Yeah. I I mean, I've done, you've heard my stories and so have the listeners of the podcast. Like I've changed gears quite a few times. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was out of necessity because like I was having another baby and like that wasn't going to be sustainable. And sometimes it was like what you're saying. I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. Right. And and you don't have to sit there and wait for 
things to change. I'm not that kind of person. Right. I, I, if you didn't get from the, the story, I worked an entire career. So I didn't start going after my teaching credential till I was 40 years old. And that well was, done, sir. that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty scary for, but if any of you guys are out there and you're thinking about making a career change that late in life, you got to take care of yourself, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, you were at a point in adulthood where you could see clearly like that you wanted something to, as Mm -hmm. you said, fill your bucket, right? Yep. Yep. And I think that there's something about education, like we were talking about quit talk, right? And like the toxicity Uh there, but there's something that's, it's a guilt thing that if you're there and you're really there for the kids and you're passionate about it, then whatever you're doing should be good enough, right? Like, why are you trying to do quote unquote, better for yourself because we matter too. And that's okay. Yeah. And I'm starting to see, I don't know about you. I'm starting to see a bit of a change of the tide in like, not just listening to teachers, but like letting teachers be human beings because when Mm -hmm. we're human beings, we're going to be so much better for kids. Yeah. Are you seeing some of that? Like For sure. I've again, surrounded myself with some, some really great people that talk. They preach about that. Yeah. Taking care of yourself, you know? And it's not take care of yourself in the like self-care. I mean, yes, it's self-care. I say yeah. that very flippantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the self-care of like not necessarily a bath unless that does it for you. It's more <laughs> of just like doing what fills you up. Yeah. And like what lights you, yeah. like what lights your fire. I think another thing, Marie, is for the teachers that have been around for a minute, they oh, they know how education works and it's such it never stays in the middle the pendulum it always flips from one side to the other it's a hard so, swing <laughs> yes yeah, they know that things are going to cycle through so there's like never anything new happening it's something that happened 20 years ago right it's just being recycled and and redone again so we know that there's a cycle to everything and it's not always going to be like this it's going to you know, things are going to change. And and like you said, I feel things changing too, because all those people that are talking bad about teaching, man, they don't get it. Like They don't get it. No. Or they've been so badly burned that it's like, mm-hmm. you, sh- you should step away from the classroom. Yeah, yeah, you should, yeah. because you're not good for kids. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's going to come back around and things will come back around. I was talking to uh, my wife about how you hear about all these people leaving the profession, right? Well, they're leaving all professions. It's not just teaching. It's right? true. And I, th- I think in our little, that's a really good point, Darren. Like mm-hmm. in our little corner of the world, education, it's humongous, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like from our very narrow educational perspective, it seems huge. It seems like it's just us. And it is, there's definitely, we're going to have a huge issue with understaffing. But you know what the everybody is. <laughs> you know what nobody ever thinks about is you can't just go get a teaching job. You have to take go through some steps. So you're not going to hear about a big influx of people coming into the profession because it's going to take a year and a half for them to get their credential. So yeah. a year and a half from now, you're going to hear about all these people that are trying to get in to teaching. I sure hope so. And I hope that it's people that like I hope that if nothing else, the last couple of years and this whole idea of a huge exodus is is like a cleansing period for because the American education system has got some sincere 
issues. Yes. To put it very lightly. So like my hope as like you, I'm going to retire. I'm going to be 60 years old in the classroom. Like that's Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I know I'm a crazy person. Like I get it. (laughs) I love it though. Me too. Because I'm, I mean, I am entrenched in this community. Like this is where I'm at, but I'm hoping that this is the beginnings of a changeover in just the way that we look at classroom teaching and the way that we approach kids and relationships with kids and all of the above. Yeah. I don't know if we've turned that corner yet, but I I hope for the same. Yeah, I hope I so. Hope I, well, and I hope that that's what I started to say. I hope that this is because like when I first got into teaching, I got slapped in the face with the realities of what a teacher's day really looks right, like. Right, 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 right. And there, because there was no such thing as like YouTube was brand new when I started mm-hmm. teaching. <laughs> so like people weren't making day in the life of a teacher videos. People weren't on TikTok saying, hey, look at my morning routine as I go into my classroom. None of that was happening. All I had was fan- fantasized like ideas of yeah, how yeah. I was to become a teacher. So my hope is that new teachers from all the whole spectrum of like ages enter this profession eyes wide open and ready yeah, to like yeah, yeah. make it their own. Yeah, because it, it's – this is the greatest – I've had so many jobs, you guys. I should write them all down one day. <laughs> but I've done so many different things. This is the best career I've ever had, and I've had a lot. The best. And I've had a lot. <laughs> I, I just mean that I, I have a lot of uh, things to compare it to. <laughs> you have a lot – you have really, really focused perspective. I do. Yeah. It's unique. It's unique. Like there like I said, I didn't go straight into the classroom. I didn't work for five or ten years doing something. I, I had a career, you know, yeah. many careers. Well, and I think that that's going to speak to quite a few people listening who are either on the fence about something, have maybe had a little tickle in the back of their head of like, I just don't know if I quite feel right. Is yeah. it the timing? Is it the pandemic? Is it the economy? Like Maybe it's all of those things and maybe it's mm-hmm. none of those things. So if you, I want to ask you one more question. Okay. What would be your advice of like, what are the first steps to take? If somebody knows, like maybe they are, they're like you, they are a teacher. Yep. They know they want to be in the classroom, but they just don't quite fit where they are. They are that mm-hmm. square peg and they want to find the square hole. <laughs> Yeah. What would their marching orders be? Okay. So the first thing, this is like uh, like buying a house or buying a car. Okay. Uh-huh. You're good. There are people like my wife who will who will say <laughs> she's ben, so, I got your back. <laughs> she's the complete opposite of me, right? Like I jump off cliffs. She's like measures everything. <laughs> she wants to make sure there's a high probability of success, there's right? There's a spreadsheet involved. Yes. It, there is. How do you know? <laughs> you do know her. She. So there's people that will say, okay, I'm just going to wait for the right time. There's never a right time. At some point, you have to take the leap. Well, how right? would you know? Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of people like, I'm going to save up for a house, but I'm just going to wait for the interest rates to be just right. Well, the interest rates are designed for that for it to never be the right time for you. You're never going to have enough money saved. You're never going to have the lowest interest rate. You have to just take a leap. The same goes with career change. So if you are a teacher and you want to change grades or change positions, just go try it. That's the beauty of our 
our profession. You can go try a different grade at a different school in a different district. You can try to go to the the DO or you can try to go into admin. Go try it. And if you don't like it, you can always put it in reverse and go and go back to where you came from. And then if you're still feeling like that, go try something else. I, I know so many people that have tried all these different positions and they finally end up where they, they love it. You know, like, sure. I love it. I'll never leave high school ever. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you say that because I'm telling you, like, I just think that the kids, the reason you love it too, is because they see in you what I knew they were going to see in you, <laughs> which is that you have so much to share with them. And like, I do. I and do. like your whole, your personality, the way you tell, like all, I'm like gushing now, but like that is, you are built for teenagers. Totally. 100%. Same same here. Yes. Yeah. I used to get so frustrated and upset with my little fourth graders. I'm sorry, fourth graders, if you're out there. I have an incoming fourth grader, so I'm starting to get it. But I've never been so just relaxed and in tune and just like I never felt frustrated last year with any of the kids. I'm like, I get it. You know, you got a lot going on. Like they're yeah. dealing with real problems. And I love that. I, it's not, you know, Johnny took my pencil and, you know, <laughs> can Which, you get it and, back and, for me? <laughs> and for the and for the person who is meant for fourth grade, they yeah. see that for what it is for that kid's perspective. Like they're there with yes. all of that. Yeah. I also have these moments of like, I'm having a really hard time connecting with Johnny and the pencil. <sighs> <laughs> but take me to high school and I'm like, I can see that you're exhausted. I know that you worked a lot. Yeah. Like, like it's just a different it is. connection. Like I it know is. you worked a late shift at the grocery store. It is. So make sure that you're half listening and yes, you can put your head down. Yeah. Right. Like it's just a totally different mm-hmm. vibe. Yes. I get it. I remember uh, like when I was going through high school, I dealt with a lot of mental issues and sure. I think that's why I'm, drawn to high school because I am there to help those kids with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're being the person that you needed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. That's exactly it. Exactly it. That's mm-hmm. that's the best way to be. Well, that made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside because <laughs> I totally get that. Darren, I want to say thank you very, very much for joining us today. I think that your stories and your just words of wisdom of just try it. Just try it because you can always take a step back if you need to and take a deep breath and then change directions or just stay back. Like, I think that will resonate and help a lot of people. I hope so. If you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to me. I'm I'm here for for everyone. Will you tell our (laughs) listeners where they can find you on all platforms, which I'm going to go picks up phone, follows Darren on TikTok. (laughs) Yes. Thank you very much. I think on TikTok, I'm DNOC1000, but everywhere oh. else, I'm just my name, Darren Nakakihara. And it's a, it's a tough one. Just we'll have you, know. we'll have you all linked up in the show notes. Oh, okay. um, yes. Thanks, guys. And Darren's YouTube channel has a whole like library of like ed tech yeah. helpful videos, FYI. Oh, and so gosh. do his reels. And I'm guessing his TikToks do as well. I have little <laughs> tutorials that help you with like tips and tricks for classroom yes. teaching and a whole lot of different things. And yes. he's just an all around good person, as you can tell. Thanks. Great. I love you, Marie. I love you, you too. One of my favorite people on this I... whole planet. Ditto.
<laughs> you guys, All when right. Marie and I hang out, we just laugh the whole yeah. time. We're like, oh, this is great. Some of it's it. really sarcastic and some of it's nice like this. It is. So we, let's we end on a high note. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank you so much again for joining me. This has Thank been an absolute blast. Me. Friends, make sure you go and follow Darren on all the platforms. You will not regret it. And uh, we will have to have you back on the podcast another time. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school.